This is Dr. Marnie Peterson, the Outreach Coordinator for the Antimicrobial Stewardship Project, which was created by the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Karis Marwick about her recently published manuscript in the Journal of Antimicrobial Chemotherapy, titled Impact of Antimicrobial Stewardship Interventions on Clostridium Difficile Infection and Clinical Outcomes, Segmented Regression Analyses. Dr. Marwick is a clinical senior lecturer and consultant physician in infectious diseases at the School of Medicine, University of Dundee in Scotland, and her Research clinical interests and expertise are all focused on antimicrobial stewardship, infection epidemiology, and, is, and also antimicrobial resistance. More specifically here, research focuses on antimicrobial resistance and clostridium difficile infections with the goal to generate evidence to guide policy and practice by evaluating stewardship interventions. This work often involves novel analysis of routine healthcare data which some of that she will be describing today in, in her manuscript. Dr. Marwick is clinical lead for the NHS Scotland Infection Intelligence Platform. She is also a member of the Scottish Antimicrobial Prescribing Group and researched and chaired the 2017 Scottish Clostridium Difficile Infection Guidance Development Group. So she has a lot of expertise related to this topic today. So I'd like to thank Dr. Marwick for joining us. So just getting right into the questions and the topic, as I mentioned on my, in my introduction, Dr. Mark, you've been focused on establishing policies related to the appropriate use of antimicrobials by working to generate evidence through your research. In the manuscripts we're going to talk about, we'll be discussing how you sought to specifically understand the impact of stewardship interventions on clostridium difficile infections. So just to give us some background, can can you provide a little bit of information about your study design, your hospital setting, and some of the specific stewardship interventions your team studied? Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me to speak to you today. So the setting for our study is Ninewells Hospital, and it's an 850-bed teaching hospital in Dundee, which is a smaller city on the east coast of Scotland in the UK. So our hospital has quite a mature antimicrobial stewardship program that's been running for quite a number of years. And in around 2007, um, C. diff infection rates were increasing across Scotland, as well as across the UK and in other countries as well. And these included strain infections with hypervirulent strains that had relatively high associated mortality. So. In this context, there are a range of interventions implemented locally in Dundee and across Scotland and across the UK, and these included um, changes in antibiotic guidance and infection control policies and practice. So the main intervention in our hospital at that time that we studied in this paper um, was a change in the antibiotic guidance for the empirical treatment of infection. And the major change was moving away from recommending antibiotics which have a higher associated risk of C. diff and recommending alternative antibiotics. And these guidelines, when we changed the guidelines, they were disseminated and promoted widely throughout the hospital um, and this activity was led by the antimicrobial management team, supported by ward pharmacists and included a lot of presentations at hospital and departmental meetings. Um, so these 
interventions were implemented widely across the hospital and we chose to study the effects of this intervention in the two parts of the hospital where the majority of acute activity takes place, so in general medicine and in general surgery. So we chose an interrupted time series design using segmented regression because this is a, the most robust quasi-experimental design you can use when there's no way of being able to randomise the intervention. Um, so that it wouldn't have been ethical not to um, implement the intervention across the whole hospital. And we selected high-risk antibiotics as, outcome, as a prescribing outcome because most patients who get an antibiotic in hospital actually do need to receive some kind of antibiotic treatment. And so we know that the risk of C. diff is associated more strongly with certain antibiotics than others. So we chose to stick with high-risk antibiotics as the main prescribing outcome measure and which specific antibiotics we targeted had been found in a previous study um, also in our hospital um, using a different type of um, time series model where you can associate risks of prescribing and rates of C. diff in, in, a, in an individual healthcare setting. So that's how we selected which antibiotics to focus on. Um, so that was the, the primary outcome was to look at which antibiotics were prescribed, but then to look at what was the effect on C. diff and what was the effect on mortality. So one of the, so some of the specific primary endpoints that you selected, um, there are they fairly standard endpoints for antimicrobial stewardship study? I think when looking at the overall prescribing of the particular antibiotics, you looked at um, the, the dispensed doses, daily doses per 100,000 admissions for those specific antibiotics. Those are are they fairly standard endpoints? Yeah, so defined daily doses are um, published by the WHO and they, um, they're a fairly standard use unit of, of antibiotic use across different healthcare settings internationally. Um, so in themselves, that is a fairly standard use. Other places use the cost of drugs or the number of prescriptions, so there is some variety, but but DDD is a fairly standard measure. Um, what's not standard across different studies is which antibiotics specifically you're looking at and what the denominator is. So we had DDD of high-risk antibiotics per thousand admissions per month, and we looked at that at a time point six months after the intervention was implemented. Again, the time point can vary across different studies, but we recognise that just changing a policy, even with all the promotion, it takes time for that to translate into prescribing practice. So we picked six months post-intervention as a time point to examine the effect on prescribing. We thought the effect of changes in prescribing on changes in microbial outcomes takes another few months. So we looked at um, CDI cases per thousand admissions per month at 12 months post-intervention. So those were those are fairly um, common types of outcome measures. Although C. diff isn't actually that often examined, we we almost make an assumption that changes in the antibiotics will result in changes in the in the endpoint microbial outcome, 
but that's actually a little bit difficult to demonstrate, which we'll talk more about a bit later, I'm sure. The other outcome we looked at was mortality, and it's actually very unusual for, for published reports of stewardship interventions to include these sorts of clinical outcomes. Some do, but it's relatively rare. And we looked at death-to-day mortality per thousand admissions per month for across both, set, both medicine and surgery. And we also looked at mortality per thousand patients who had a blood culture taken, again, per month. And the reason to look at blood culture patients is to try and narrow down a little bit from all-cause mortality across these sites to patients who at least had suspected infection although not everyone who has a blood culture does have infection in the end, it was to narrow down at least a little bit. And the reason to include mortality wasn't because we expected intervention would reduce mortality in a way that could be measured across the population. It was more to provide reassurance that the changes in antibiotic prescribing hadn't resulted in an increase in deaths from under-treatment of serious infection. Was that was that also driven by the clinicians that were implementing the, the changes, wanting to make sure that they were doing no harm with the yeah, absolutely um, Be- because sorry. you're moving from more potentially more broad spectrum antimicrobials to more narrow spectrum absolutely for, for targeted yes yeah. so absolutely this was raised as a as a concern from clinicians that um, that th- there may be an increase in mortality. Um, but that was that was not demonstrated. It was really to provide the reinsurance. People are not being undertreated. And um, moving back to slightly older antibiotics and combination narrow spectrum rather than broader spectrum, um, more modern agents. So you you had a, a a study period time where you were measuring outcomes, and then you had a pre-intervention um, period as well. Correct. Did you did you collect that data uh, prospectively, or was that a retrospective? The the pre-intervention data that you collected. Yeah. So, usefully, all the data that we included are all data that can be um, analysed from routine data sources within the hospital, and that is a key thing to think about if you're going to um, analyse the impact of a stewardship intervention. It's really valuable if you have routine data that you can use. So you do run into the issues of mortality is across a wider population than your target population, but it does mean that you can analyse it over a longer time period and there's no bias in the way the data are collected. They're robust, they're being generated by the hospital systems anyway. So I've certainly advocate the use of routine data to, to monitor the outcomes of interventions whenever possible. Yeah, it's a very good point. Uh, and then another unique thing that I thought you did was you also then took the data, your results, and you compared them to other studies through uh, anal- uh, comparable studies through a systematic review to see... Yeah. To see, to basically be able to compare the find your findings with potentially what was had been reported in the literature. Yeah, was, so was it difficult to 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 be able to do that process? 
So um, we were analysing, um, when we analysed the CDF data from our hospital, we found quite a marked difference in the two settings, even within one hospital site. So coincidentally, at the same time as we were analysing and preparing these data, we were also conducting a Cochrane systematic review, which is available on the Cochrane Library, and that's looking at antimicrobial prescribing interventions in hospitals. So while we were doing that systematic review, we noticed that very few studies actually looked at C. diff as an outcome measure. And when we found these differences in setting in our hospital, we also thought, let's see in detail what, the, what other studies that were similar in some ways, what their findings were. Um, so that is a process of finding the studies would have been difficult if we hadn't already been co conducting the systematic review. Um, but we, that systematic review included over 200 studies overall, but we only found six studies that had comparable enough data to be able to look at what effects they found on the stewardship intervention on C. diff rates. Oh. So, I am, and I want to come back to this, but maybe just to give us just the highlights of what some of the key findings were from your study. Okay, so the key findings were that we observed a large reduction in the prescribing of um, high-risk antibiotics, over 30% reduction in both settings, and that was statistically significant, and that was at six months post-intervention. We found that in medicine, there was quite a large reduction in C. diff, but it didn't actually quite reach statistical significance. We also found in the surgical department that there was essentially no significant reduction in C. diff. So it was a 2% reduction that wasn't statistically significant. So there was basically no reduction. But in retrospect, and if we look at the data, the pre-intervention data, we can see that in surgery, the rates were already reducing dramatically prior to the intervention taking, part, taking place. And this is partly because even before, when you're doing an interrupted time series analysis, you have to define a time point at which the intervention happened. But in real life, there's actually a process of people start talking about it and thinking about it. There was a lot of C. diff around. People were thinking about how they were prescribing already. So some changes and rumours and things changed before the actual date when the, when the guideline changes were launched. Also, to contain C. diff, there are other interventions as well, such as infection control. And although the infection control practices didn't officially change throughout the time period of our study, there are multifactorial things that do influence the rates of these downstream outcomes. And that's partly, I think, why a lot of studies don't report them, because it's very difficult to actually pinpoint the impact of any one specific element of a programme on these outcomes. Absolutely. So you've got some of these world-world behavioral changes that are occurring as you're trying to implement your study that are then having um, an impact on your findings. Um, I, I thought it was interesting, you know, you focused on the high-risk antibiotics and you, and you stated why that was the focus and you saw a reduction in those the prescribing of those antibiotics. Overall, did you see a reduction in, in antibiotic 
prescribing the the dispensing? No. No. Okay. No. I, the reason I ask that is sometimes people do want to. Yeah, other antimicrobial stewardship programs look at the overall amount of antibiotics prescribed. And so maybe it's also looking at specific antibiotics, such as your team did. Yeah, so I there are, there are a number of issues here, and I think it's really important. I mean, the um, a lot of antimicrobial stewardship interventions have focused on which antibiotic you should prescribe. And that's actually in a way easier to achieve. And all the studies we compared to our study that we reported in the paper, the six studies that we identified in the systematic review that were comparable, everyone reports significant reduction in high-risk antibiotic prescribing. Um, so that's in a way not that difficult to do. And if you're moving to a safer, narrower spectrum, whichever, whatever the focus of the, the intervention is, if you're changing type of antibiotic, that could well have beneficial outcomes. But I think it is important, particularly when we're looking at antimicrobial resistance and more broadly, we have to think about how can we reduce total antibiotic prescribing. And it is something important to look at and it's actually very, it's very difficult to do and it can be difficult to measure as well because especially if you're using measures like DDD that we discussed before, each drug has its own DDD allocation, which is decided at an international level. But that doesn't necessarily translate to the amount of days of exposure or the, the proportion of the population exposed at an individual level. So if you change the type of antibiotics you use, you can change the DDD without actually changing meaningful antibiotic exposure to individual patients. So it can become it can be difficult to measure um the change in total antibiotic use. Right. Absolutely. Uh so to finish, um a question I wanted to circle back to the, the comparable studies. So I think it's I think it's important to be able to not only do you have a findings from your setting, your hospital um, and but then be able to compare that to other studies that have been reported. So I'm wondering what your thoughts would be on trying to standardize in a way some of the approaches to to the research and measuring some of the outcomes such that you, you, these comparable studies would be more readily available. Do, do you see that as a possibility of setting some research guidelines for yes. other stewardship programs? Yeah, so it's actually yeah, it's very difficult because um, stewardship programs evolve over time um, to adapt to what the, the, the current priority priorities are, but also different hospitals, different ways things are measured. It's, it's actually quite difficult to standardise things. I think what we should emphasise is that people use robust study designs. There are an awful lot of uncontrolled before and after studies that are published in this in this field and those are really can be quite unreliable in terms of the strength of the evidence. Um, and these can lead to overestimates of stewardship 
the effects of stewardship activity, and that can actually be quite damaging for stewardship programmes, because if you have a lot of publications in the literature, and there was a recent systematic review which reported a reduction in a meta-analysis of 50% in multidrug-resistant gram-negative bacterial infections with stewardship interventions. And that's very appealing, right. but that's quite a high target for hospital managers to expect their stewardship programs to be able to achieve that level of reduction. So, anyway, that's, that's about design. So I would definitely encourage people to make sure they use a robust study design. An interrupted time series is a robust study design, even though there are caveats about other interventions happening in the same time period. But it is recognised by, for Cochrane systematic reviews, for example, that is recognised as a robust study design. What I think, so as well as using a robust study design, I think have a look at your outcome data of what you plan to use as your outcomes for a stewardship programme. If the rates are already low, you probably, for example, of C. diff, you want to keep monitoring them to make sure they stay low. But it would be before you design a, a resource-intense evaluation of the effect, just be cognizant that it's not going to be able to demonstrate a statistically significant effect of your intervention if the rates are already very low or are, are already falling. So it still might be worth doing, but you may not be able to publish the evaluation. So I think it's really thinking carefully about selection of outcome measures, preferably ones that can be measured from routine data, and therefore you can look further back in time to get a long time series to get a clearer picture of what's going on. Um, so I think it's about study design, about reporting in, in your when you, if you do publish a study, even on a website or in a peer-reviewed publication, fully report your intervention design, use online supplementary materials, and that allows other people to see what did they do the same, different, and compare it to what they've done. And make sure you report outcome measures other than just prescribing, because we know that stewardship interventions affect prescribing. What we need more information on is these downstream outcomes and analysed and reported in a, in a robust way. Yeah, that's excellent. I think that's just exactly correct. And, you know, uh, setting those expectations as to what type of outcomes would be expected, um, not only within your research team, but um, with the management then as well, as you mentioned. Um, but this great advice. And for our listeners, I'd re refer you back to Dr. Marwick's study that's just been published November 21st, Journal Antimicrobial Chemotherapy. Um, as I mentioned, she's an expert in research methodologies related to antimicrobial stewardship and um, also focusing on antibiotic resistance. Thank you very much for your insights. Um, look forward to reading more of your work in the future. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You too. Thanks.